Hey everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. I was a sore loser, man. For instance, I played softball for 40-some years. I was one of the top players in my 20s and 30s. I won the Hamlet Park Tournament. I'm a kid called the Blackjacks. We won Clarendon. I was an all-star type of pitcher. I'm in the Hall of Fame. But you know what? I didn't have as much fun as I should have. Because if you're really geared in on winning only, you're going to come across as ungracious at times, as a sore loser. But I'll never forget. I'm at the Michael Jordan Fantasy Camp. So Jordan comes down to gamble. I end up sitting next to him. Jordan's betting 3000 a year, and I'm betting 300 He's blaming me for taking a hit because I'm sitting in front of him. Why did you take that hit? Well, because I'm trying to win. When we made the correct calls and he would lose, he'd pound his fist. He'd act like an idiot. Really, like a guy with his last dollar. Then it hit me. That's why he's great. He doesn't give a shit what people's reaction is to his behavior at certain times. So that's the type of mentality I had. Listening to the Mike North Advantage, and it begins right now. Old school, baby! That's right, from Mike North Advantage starts right now. I am Aldo Gavia, Mike Swingman, and I see Mike. As soon as the music starts rolling, I see you dancing on the side there. Pretty cool stuff, man. You got no oh, chair dancing, nothing like it. I mean, I do it at all the weddings. I mean, you know, you want to dance? No, and then I'll probably dance with you while we're sitting in the chair. A little different than it was. 50 years ago, you know, yes. a little bit different dancing then. You know, yep. the legs are gone. I mean, let's face it, we're trying to hang on. We're having the time of life. I can't believe production was put into this show. I've never <laughs> hinted around. Uh, I know that, you know, you see new buffoon opens, you see new uh, Eldo and Dan and all this other stuff. And I just said, finally. And then it's what <laughs> I love the most. I wore out so many albums. Okay. And I, I was mostly a singles guy mm-hmm. as far as buying singles and you know, I don't care if it was Motown. I don't care if it was the Beatles. Yeah. Um, the Rolling Stones. Uh, one Hit Wonders. I mean, if anybody's trying to make me feel ashamed because I bought uh, the single to uh, Love Goes, Where My Rosemary Goes by Edison Lighthouse, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to apologize. So I, I buy Aretha Franklin to all the way to uh, American Breed. 
I, that's just the way I was. I mean, you know what? I I've, I listen to opera. I do it all. So I love music. Music carried me through my adolescence. Okay, I think through a lot of kids' adolescence back in the day, because it wasn't like growing up now. You know, it was a whole different ball game back then. Mm-hmm. So music was huge. There wasn't a social media. So we would wear out. I mean, I played the same song 20 times in a row if I liked it. Me too. I mean, I'm not ashamed to say I liked the Carpenters. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Love Karen Carpenter. But I love Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the female singers to me are more prevalent than the male singers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like bands more with the male type of singers. I mean, but I could tell you Dean Martin was a great singer, but I could also tell you Mick Jagger, like Charlie Watts said before his death, is the greatest front man who ever lived. Uh, but I just appreciate that, Eldo. That's nice because uh, that brings back some good memories, man. Yeah, I uh, when I was doing that, I said to myself, Mike is going to love this because I did. he's from that era where he had oh. the records. You know, how many uh, how many total vinyl units did you have between your 45s and your LPs? I'm not even sure you had 78s. You didn't, you, don't, well, you, didn't, you didn't start buying records back then, did you? <laughs> no, but I do listen to swing music on Sirius once in a while. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I love, you know, I, I love swing music. I listen to Tommy Dorsey. I listen to Sinatra. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's got a good beat. It's never dull. And if it goes, I mean, Peggy Lee was fantastic. Nobody knows who she is probably. I don't care. It's up to you to find out who Peggy Lee was. She's a legend. <laughs> yeah, she is. You know, I listen to Connie Francis. I listen to Cher. I listen to, here, nobody knows this, Belinda Carlisle. Mm-hmm. I mean, one night she answered one of my tweets. That really? made my week. Wow. Oh, yeah. She follows me. I follow her on, on uh, uh, two people that I couldn't believe were following me, um, Olivia Newton-John and Belinda Carlisle. I mean, I love them both. Great singers. Uh, Ann Murray, I don't care who you're talking about. When you talk about music, to just narrow it, oh, I just like classic rock. Well, good, you're a dumbass. Because a country western, nobody can tell me that Loretta Lynn is not a top five entertainer of all time. Yeah. Country western singer. You could bring up Taylor Swift and all these other people. Loretta Lynn, okay, for where she came from. That's another thing about great stories. A coal miner's daughter, I mean... I loved her when I was younger. Great movie. We watched Barn Dance, but I watched Soul Train. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so we watched every kind of music genre in our home. Yeah, I was a big fan of Soul Train growing up. Uh, All the dance. Oh, Cornelius, we miss you. Goodness. The only bad thing about it is that all the artists lip synced and it was so obvious that nobody was performing their music live. But the dancers on that show were phenomenal. Hey, I used to love when the White Axe would come on. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh-huh. they had they had the Jackson Five, they had Earth, Wind, and Fire, everybody. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but Elton John mm-hmm. was on Soul Train. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> just trust me, folks, because I watch Soul Train every week, just like I watched American Bandstand. Rare Earth. Rare Nobody Earth. knows Rare Earth was a Motown group. Barry mm-hmm. Gordy didn't play the color game. He didn't. Uh, just look at the administration he had. Mm-hmm. His head sales guy was a white guy. Yeah, he was about product about yep. making the best right. and he didn't care about color and that's why i love motown mm-hmm. uh herney reminds us that walter payton danced on soul train <laughs> yes he did one of the great dances of all time yeah exactly I mean, you know what if he doesn't if he does you know if he pulls a muscle there maybe maybe <laughs> things change turn that's right you know but yeah he was on the roster was a stud man he was man. he was we talked about with walter about soul train mm-hmm. he loved it 
Uh-huh. He said it was awesome. National TV. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Uh, Mule says the 50s rock put on a performance. It was pure entertainment. You know who I can't believe? Pat Boone is still alive. He's 87 years old. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that guy, he was singing April Love back in 1957. I mean, he was like, you were Elvis, but a lot of the country loved Pat Boone. And he's still rolling. Um, uh, Dion and the Belmonts. I mean, Dion. Yeah. If you ever listen to his music, folks, I mean, you'll get moved. But, I mean, a lot of the 50s group, the Moonlighters, the Shangri-Las, I mean, just outstanding. Yeah, great, great stuff. Man, you're taking yep. me back to the good old days of music. I mean, I like today's music, but the, the I grew up with Motown. You do? You like today's music? Yeah, there's some songs I, I like. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, I, I turn it on every once in a while. And well, give me your top five from, from today, Aldo. <laughs> The last time, the, wait, the last great song, the last great song is We Are the Champions. Let's go. <laughs> Don't put Free me Mercury. Listen, I'm going to tell everybody this. The Platters. Uh-huh. Okay. The Platters. Oh, yeah. The Great Pretender. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. encourage anybody. There's two destinations. First of all, sorry, Jimi Hendrix fans. I think uh, Eddie Van Halen is the greatest guitarist ever. I think that Clapton is very gracious when he calls Hendrix the best. Mm -hmm. I thought Hendrix was great. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's those three guys, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. I think they're the greatest guitarists of all time. But when you talk about great groups, the planters sing the great pretender, but I encourage you all to check out Freddie Mercury's version of it, Mm -hmm. the video, Mm -hmm. the great pretender, 35 million hits. Uh, he basically tells you his life story within that video. Wow, I got to check that out. It was a yeah. good movie. Uh, that uh, I'm America's <laughs> educator. You always call me that when we're in the kitchen. <laughs> That's right. Music, yeah. sports, politics, you've got it. Oh, oh whatever. So uh, you, you read the newspaper lately? Listen. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I delivered the Sun-Times. Okay, back in the day when it actually had 200, 300 pages. Uh-huh. Now I know why it's only got 60. Okay, well, you got one guy that's been there for like 30 years that had, nobody's read for 10. You got other guys, and you know, I promote the Sun Times, but I, I know this when I worked for the, the Sun Times as a partnership, we had a 50 50 deal. We made six figures, me and Jigs, mm-hmm. but so did they. Mm-hmm. So I know people, advertisers paid to read our page. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many. People would spend that kind of money to read who's there now. But there's a reason that it's not the paper that I had to carry up to the third floor when I was a little guy at, on Thursdays and Sundays. Crazy like a fox. Now, this is where, now, I love Rick Morrissey as a, as a person. He's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I promoted him when I was at uh, the radio station mm-hmm. at the score. I had him on. Plenty of times we went back and forth. But this is nonsense. Crazy like a fox. And it says here, let's hope Nagy handles Dalton Field scenario better than his predecessor managed, Glennon Trubisky. How long ago was that, number one? Number two, that's a disservice to Rick, the headline, because he explains it was Trubisky's first year. But that's not what this reads. I don't care. I went back to Rick Morrissey's take on Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Okay, he wanted him out. He wanted Foles. So there's ways you write an article 
Okay, yeah. without outing yourself. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Eldo's going. Donna, Mike prepared today. You know? <laughs> He's got newspapers, computer links. He's got it all, Donna. <laughs> so, so I opened this up, okay, and uh, and I want, I I think you and I are going to write a screenplay mm-hmm. on something yeah. that is going to change the way that the media covers things. Not that I and my bandmates, we talked about bands at the, at the station didn't do that in 1992. There's another, that's another reason the paper is dead. Okay. And I have nothing against the paper. I love it. And I, my wife still reads it. I don't read as much as it, but I couldn't help but see the headline today. All right. Okay, <clears throat> I'll just read a little bit of this. This is from Rick Morrissey. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'll just say that in his 44th NFL game, there was Trubisky finally, fittingly, standing on the sideline Sunday. He was watching Nick Foles lead the Bears back from a 16-point second-half deficit. Foles' three-touchdown fourth quarter shocked, dominantly shockable Falcons in a 30-26 victory ensured that he is the Bears' starting quarterback going forward. Let's let's not build statues yet, though. He's not Tom Brady or Mahomes. (laughs) Now, but for now, it's Tata to Trubisky and hello to Foles. Surely that's enough. He was completely wrong like he always is. And I was right, so I can say this. It's, It's documented. He hates Trubisky. I want somebody just to print out Trubisky's stats. Mm hmm on a on a, in the paper in the Sun Times. All Rick Morrissey has to do is print his stats out and wins and say he was a bust. And then he'll be looked at as even dumber than he looks at today. Because when I was on on an everyday basis, if I saw some the reason I lasted and made the money I made is because Bayless would write something stupid or Mariotti would write something stupid. Or the squares in the paper would write something stupid. And I'd be looking, I'd be going, wait a minute, this can't be true. So who's going to call Morrissey out today? Because you are. some people that I possibly could do it besides myself. Uh-huh. You know, anybody on AM1000, maybe Dan McNeil, mm-hmm. Yurko, Carmen, mm-hmm. uh, our guy Johnny Buffone, mm-hmm. Ben Mailer, mm-hmm. Jonas Knox. Mm-hmm. I mean, these writers have been wrong since Cutler. Since Cutler, don't go back and say what they said about Cutler, and he was 500. So I'm asking everybody, look at Trubisky's stats, and then you can tweet me and say he was a bust. And I'll say, you don't know anything about football. Eight games above 500, 10,000 yards, almost twice as many touchdowns as interceptions, highest quarterback rating ever. Yet I keep hearing, who's the, the NFL Network in the morning? Who are those guys? Um, it's, you know, the, uh, good, uh, the, the girl, the Kay yeah. Adams. Uh, I want them to explain. Yeah, not that they've seen it, but I watch them once in a while. The, the lady, the, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 you know. Explain to me how Trubisky was a bust. Besides the propaganda coming out of the mainstream media, now we got a big problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We barely won. How many football teams barely win that intercept three passes in a row, and they still got to fight till the end? That's where we're at with this team. And Joe Burrows, sorry, pal, you're no guarantee either, just like Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, 
that the, well, I already told you the kid from New York might have been a bust, but I, I'm not going to lie. I thought the Jets would stay within six on our picks, which I went one and one because I took Dallas. But every one of these guys right now, every first and second year quarterback had a dreadful Sunday this past week. Mm-hmm. One guy broke his ribs. Well, you know, uh, you look at what happened to Wentz. Mm-hmm. I mean, he broke both ankles. Fields was was horrible. I don't care. Let's haunt the Hall of Fame ceremony, okay? Dalton is the best quarterback we got. That's why Nagy needs to win games. And I don't know if he thinks that he can, but here's what I'm hoping, that Fields proves him wrong, Mm -hmm. okay? What happens if he has a three-touchdown game? You can't say that Dalton is the starter coming back. You can't. There's no but way. What happens? Huh? There's no way you should. There's no way he can do that. But he says he will. Okay. What happens if the Bears win, but they win on defense? Maybe mm-hmm. a touchdown return. Mm-hmm. Fields goes six for fifteen, a touchdown, maybe and an interception, but mm-hmm. they lose. Then Dalton's back. Okay, because it's not overpowering. Field says he's been waiting a long time for this. Okay, so is every other quarterback that plays in the NFL. You were waiting a long time for this last week when you threw the ball into the other guy's hands. And I I understand. I understand. It's his first game. I understand. But if Mitch had his game, he would have been packing. The media would have been all over him. Mm -hmm. This is the hope we're looking for now. Can Nagy pull this off? And these writers got to be more honest. You went down the Foles Road. Don't go back. When was John Fox the last? When did it? 2018? His last season, yeah, 2017, correct. Yeah. My God. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that, that to me, I read that today. I said, I'm going to give Morrissey some publicity. In the <laughs> They've always been good to me. I read them back in the day. My God. That's right. I told, give me I, a break. I'm sorry. I'm going to read it. Uh, what do you think about what Mule says? Fields should have been nine for 13, except for the drops and that idiot call on Cole Komet, that pass interference. Off doesn't the- matter. He, that throw that he threw was just awful. And he fumbled twice. He got one back. I mean, he got that one back. And thank God he escaped, and that's part of his game. I think he's RG3, but I think he's going to get hurt eventually if he doesn't learn how to throw. And there were some inaccurate passes, too. Don't kid yourself, folks. Passes that got to be in certain spots that he's got to work on. He's young. He's green. I mean, Dalton, Dalton, look at Dalton's stats. I mean, you know, Fields has to step up. The Bears have to beat Cleveland or do something shocking, or he's got to wake you wake everybody up that yeah, I'm going to be here in order for him to be the starter going forward. On Monday's show, uh, former uh, scouting director for the Chicago Bears, Greg Gabriel, who has a show here on the Barroom Network, said that the best quarterback on the field in Sunday's game was Andy Dalton. Better than Burrow, better than Fields. He just performed the best. Now, Gabriel went on to say that doesn't mean that Fields won't eventually be the best, but judging what he saw Sunday, Dalton was the best. you agree with that? Absolutely. Greg and I usually agree on most things, to be honest with you. I think he's a sharp guy. Uh, you know, he scouted in the league. Not that I know uh, half the scouts in the league uh, can't can't judge, uh, you know, uh, you know, fill in a glass. 
you know, but the other half, and he's one of them, I think, knows their football. I think he knows the ins and outs of the game, and he's right. And here's what I would say to Greg, too. From what I saw, Justin Fields has a lot to learn, and that's not against him. That's any of those quarterbacks. But he had the second to out of all the number one, uh, first and second year quarterbacks last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had the, he had a bad, he had the second to last worst game. Now, Mac yeah. Jones, let yeah. me ask you a question, Elves, because mm-hmm. this, this struck me. Mm-hmm. Trubisky's always been uh, haunted. The media always wanted uh, Mahomes. Right. And, um, you know, or, or Watson. I wanted Watson. Right. So, uh, Trubisky was on a short leash, just like Goff. Mm-hmm. With the Rams, I mean, golf went to the Super Bowl. You think Trubisky's the only one that gets crapped on or got crapped on? He went to the Super Bowl. Now that, and you know what? That was pretty good. Now I don't know if they're going to go this year. They might lose this week. Who knows? Stafford's out there. Mitch beat Stafford every time except once that he played him. Every time. Um, I'm just wondering if Andy Dalton. If Fields goes 12 for 25, where Bears win 20 to 17, Dalton's okay to go. What do you do? I think that what will happen is what some of the people in the media have already been speculating on is that Nagy will say, well, he's still not 100%. And so he will give Justin Fields more playing time. And then if it gets to the point where Fields looks bad for two or three straight games, then all of a sudden Andy Dalton's ready to go. He's, he's ready to go. So he might use that as a I cover. Uh, it, it's uh, something that I heard on the NFL Network. Gil Brandt, I believe, uh, uh, mentioned that first. So it's mm-hmm. an interesting theory. Yeah. You know, Let, I me got you I want. Let me ask you a question. I, I got this graphic of, of all the rookie well, I wanted to finish this real quick. Please, I wanted please. to finish this real quick. I wanted to finish with real quick. Uh, Andy Furman, uh, uh, Jonas Knox, Munch Bishop, JT the Brick. I'll be, they'll be reading these tweets. Okay. They'll be reading these tweets. But you showed me that. And what I was going to ask you was is is Trubisky going to be haunted? Is Fields going to be haunted by the fact that we traded up and passed on Matt Jones? I don't think. Are we going to get on Fields because of that? Yeah. I, I don't think so. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think the issue here is uh, that a lot of fans in the chat room are saying is that Justin has not had the benefit like all these other quarterbacks, with the exception of Trey Lance, who's only gone in for one play this year. So let's take him out of the equation. But Justin Fields has not had the same advantages that Lawrence has had, Wilson has had, and Jones has had, which was a complete training camp as being the number one quarterback, the OTAs and so forth. These guys were basically anointed the starting quarterback. Fields has had to share his playing time with Andy Dalton as the second string. And so when Uh he came into Sunday's game against the Bengals, he had no reps all week long with the number ones. In fact, since the season began, he has not played with the number ones. He's the quarterback of the scout team. So the the contention on Bears fans, supporters of Justin Fields is that this week is going to be the true test because he would have had all week to prepare for the Browns. Yeah. You know, I I could buy that uh, and and we'll see what happens. Uh, but you know what? Um, 
It could be used, that could be used as an excuse, but also as a truism. It's one of those you could ride the fence on. You know, I, 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 think, I think everybody was expecting better of him, okay? He expected better of him. Uh, but we'll see what happens. That's a good point. I'm not going to hold it against the kid. I hope the kid throws three touchdowns. I hope we beat Cleveland. You know, I'm not one of those guys that has to prove a point by, uh, by you know, I mean, Mitch Trubisky proved me right last year, and everybody else is wrong, and the, and the everybody else is now saying Fields is going to. I, I, I was on uh, Mad Dog Radio last night. Mm-hmm. saying with JT the Brick and, and other places with Munch Bishop saying, I may make a couple bets with people people want to take it that Justin Fields will never have the stats Trubisky had with the Bears after three and a half seasons. Really? And they, yeah. Is he going to be 29 to 21? Is he going to throw for 10,000 yards? Is he going to throw 65 touchdowns and 37 interceptions? Is he going to be over an 87 quarterback? See, really, I don't think he can go 30 and 20. And if he goes, if he has the same stats as Mitch, he'll be given a pass mm-hmm. because, you know, he's athletic or something. But it's going to be hard because injuries play a part. Miami thought they were set, and now their guy's out. And he was injury prone coming in. Oh, yeah. Fields has health. So yeah. as long as Fields has health. <clears throat> but I mean, they're, I like the, in a way, I wanted to say I like the Bears. I did the charting of the game. They're getting seven. Mm hmm. Will the defense intercept three passes off Mayfield? You know? Right. Uh, will the defense have the same week that they had? Mm-hmm. Or is Cleveland already marking us because of the inexperience of the quarterback? Although, by the way, we won. You know? So, mm-hmm. Justin, you did enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not not going to beat you up. In fact, you, you're like, in a lot of ways, you're like me. People don't believe in you. A lot of people, well, a lot of people do, which oh, could yeah. be a detriment. Yeah. That could be a detriment too. I mean, what, like when I broke into radio, nobody had any expectations of me, except I won last six months. Okay. That's what, there was nothing going, he's going to be all this, or he's going to be all that, or this station's going to be all this, or it's going to be all that. We had no expectations. So we just went by the seat of our pants and did the best we could. He's got expectations and that can sometimes weigh you down, but he went to Ohio State. Big football place, a lot of, you know, carrying the weight of the shoulder. Somebody said on Twitter they're surprised he didn't. Nobody asked him about going back to Ohio. I know. It's weird, you know. I mean, this guy had some sensational games uh, playing for Ohio State at home. I mean. He's going to have a lot of support. Yep. Yep. A lot of Ohio State people are going to be rooting for him. Yep, I'm gonna you know, be there. By the way, Mike, I'm, I'm making that drive to to Cleveland. <laughs> Why was it that or jail? <laughs> Running away from the tax man. Look at the taxes in my neighborhood. You either have to drive to Cleveland, or you will do ten months in jail for your income tax evasion. I'll drive to Cleveland. So this should be good. Who's all going? You and Dan going? Dan Aguirre and myself. We got a suite. He's got his own bedroom. I've got my own bedroom. So there's none of that. Yeah, stuff but there's there. always the motel lounge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to climb into, you walk into those places at 11 at night. There's one bartender there and a guy at the end with his head on the bar. <laughs> but I understand there's going to be maybe 10 to 20,000 Chicago Bears fans. You know, the Bears fans travel well, so I'm, I'm going to be joining How them. How do they get tickets? 
Are, are the Cleveland fans selling them? How do you get tickets for that? I, 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 I guess maybe Cleveland is so, you know, I mean, like, let's face it, it's a, it's a rough felt town. Yeah. I, yeah. Tickets are expensive, but yeah. that's awesome. If you could pay for your season tickets mm-hmm. by having a Bear fan or help pay for your season tickets, but you put them on the market mm-hmm. and that's it. King Pookie, nice. Yeah. This is different than me. Chris Watts is different than me. I'm not jealous you're going to Cleveland. How's that? <laughs> yeah, sometimes I wonder, and wouldn't I just enjoy this better at home here in my man cave? <laughs> That's like uh, saying you're jealous I'm going to Rockford. <laughs> King Pookie Nation Alvarez says that you sound like Mitch Trubisky's agent. I, I'll be his agent next year if he'd like, because he will be a starter in the league. <laughs> you're still you been watching the quarterbacking in the league lately, Mitch Trubisky. Made the smartest move you can make. By the way, uh, on Twitter the other day, they listed Josh Allen's five last five games and Trubisky's. Did you see that? Yeah. Trubisky, equal, but he's a bust. But equal to Josh Allen's his last five games with Buffalo when they were rolling last year. So this is a – I would love and, – and, and, and King Pookie Nation, if I said I'll give you 50% of my take on being Trubisky's agent, you'd pull the car up in front. <laughs> But well, you have to do. You know what you got to do with these people. All my <laughs> friends on the Bears barroom, put yourself, put them in your shoes. Hey, Pookie, you want? Well, the fact that I have to say Pookie. Hey, Pookie, <laughs> you want you want fifty percent of my Trubisky action that I get for fifteen percent? Are you kidding me? He's got the he's he's in front going uh 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 uh. My God. And he knows it. He's he's a, Mitch Trubisky will start in the league next next year. Nobody wants to bet against it. Yeah, but Mike, there uh, is starting to be some whispers of a rumble coming out of Buffalo that Mitchell Trubisky might end up playing over Allen because there's some concern that he is regressing in his in his follow-up year after that great year he had last year and that he's not the same quarterback that they've he, yeah. they figured well, out. That was last year. I mean, he played over way above what anybody thought. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't have the numbers. You have the numbers of I, – I, I wish I, – I didn't think to put that tweet up. No, I Maybe don't. Maybe we can find it. I forgot about it today. Um, but I did remember it. I yeah. said, I got to bring this up to Eldo. Trubisky's last five games are every bit as good, if not better, than Allen's. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that Buffalo wants him or wanted him. They put him in a good spot. If Allen doesn't have a good game, maybe Mitch gets in. If he gets hurt, Mitch gets in. Great insurance policy. Mm-hmm. But next year, Mitch Trubisky, with only three and a half years of activity out of five, Mm-hmm. is going to be like a first-round pick to me. He'll be as good as most uh, – because this year is not the year of the quarterback mm-hmm. in the NCAAs. There's no Trevor Lawrence's out there. There's no Justin Fields even out there. Trubisky will be like a, a number one pick to a team that brings them in next year. He'll be as good as anybody in first-rounder so far this year. If Oh, wow, he'll be better than any first-rounder is so far this year. I think uh, you're absolutely right. Trubisky's value is really going to increase. There was, you know, a lot of stories that he didn't get any other offers other than from Buffalo 
or they they weren't as good as Buffalo's. And so that's going to change. That's definitely going to change. Well, we don't have to believe that maybe they said, maybe his uh, agent said, because let's, let me ask you this. How come we don't know what happened with him and Nagy yet? Mm-hmm. We are the most vanilla town that's ever been. Why did Nagy pull him after three, after mm-hmm. that third, th- during that third game? Why did he do that for one mistake? Did they, they had a falling out. I heard Ben Simmons basically say he'll never play for the 76ers again mm-hmm. because he thought he was the scapegoat. I think Mitch was quiet about it, but I think Mitch told him after the third game, his, his representation, I don't care if I have to play second string somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't care how this looks. I'll never play for this guy again. Yet we can't get the story. Yet we can't get the story. So that's a failure on the Chicago and national media's part. Mike, I, I know you love Mitch, and I also know you hate the Green Bay Packers. So what happens to you if this happens, Green Bay signs Trubisky next season? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, is, I just brought up Ben Simmons. I actually believe Ben Simmons says, I'm never playing for him again. Mm-hmm. And he's the number one. He's a top one, two, three defensive player for the 76ers. Yeah. And they, Doc Rivers and everybody beat him up. Okay. Beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. And he's never going to forget that. Mm-hmm. And he's never going back, in my opinion. They're going to have to, Philadelphia is going to, is dead without him. Because <clears throat> without his defense, okay, Embiid mm-hmm. and everybody else is going to be exposed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now let's put this in Green Bay's hands, okay? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers said the same crap. I'm never playing again. Well, he's, Softer than grapes anyway. He's a one-time Super Bowl winner. Uh, bottom line is, oh, I got a Norton update. Hold on. Do I have to get, I can't see your face. Hold on. Let me get oh, I'm here. You know how that stuff pops up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Not Those Norton updates. I told the people at Norton, get off. Um, <laughs> I, but Aaron Rodgers lied. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's with them. He did. Oh, remember the media? Oh, he's different. He's a different cat. Money means nothing to him. You're all a bunch of morons. You guys would 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 jump in a race of ten cents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, if it happened, Mitch is in a good spot. Mitch is in a good spot. And oh but there'll God. be other teams. I think I think there's going to be other teams. I think Miami takes a look at him. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Buffalo, he's in-house. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are some teams. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you could be the New York Jets and not take a look at him. I don't care. Zach Wilson, I called this. I don't know about Justin Fields. I knew about Zach Wilson. I knew this was going to be bad. And now look at Darnold. Now, so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Carolina, they got an easy game tonight. Check out Carolina's next three games. We'll get a better take on the on Donald and Carolina. But I mean, he he got out of there. So uh, I think Zach Wilson. He seems to me not to have a clue uh, at the quarterback spot. They got destroyed, mm-hmm. and you can't throw four interceptions. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I, I want to play a soundbite from Justin Fields' press conference because immediately after he was named as the starting quarterback, they wheeled him out there. Not wheeled him out there, but he came out to meet with the media. And you talk about a guy who is stoic. 
You know, he's no messing around. There's no smiles. He's just a hundred percent focused. And he was asked, "Are you ready?" I think I'm ready. You know, um, you know, of course, uh, I've been preparing for this moment in a long time. So uh, my mindset doesn't change. I'm still gonna, you know, uh, play play like football and just prepare um, the best I can. Like I said before, and just you know, uh, get a lot of practice reps in and just uh, study, 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 and you know, just just get more comfortable and more confident with the plays. And- I'd stop it, please. <laughs> Dozen. Didn't he didn't motivate you? <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, Where is this press conference? You, this is your favorite part of the show. <laughs> Ask me. I'll be Justin Fields. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ask me if I think I'm ready. Justin, I am uh, Aldo Gandia with the Barroom Network. Um, are you ready? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Are you ready for this opportunity to be the starter of the Chicago Bears? No. <laughs> what happens then? Okay. Of he thinks he's ready. I want him to think he's ready, but things change. It's called, like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Okay? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Listen, you think I have a nine and fourteen street fighting record because I thought I was going to lose fourteen fights? I thought I was going to win every one of them. The next thing I know, I'm looking up at the lights. I'm just telling you, you all got a plan until you get punched in the face. That's hilarious. I'm just telling you. I mean, I mean, uh, there's a reason. That mm-hmm. of course you believe in yourself. <laughs> now, and, and and what's funny is sometimes you win a fight. Sometimes I remember at a carnival over on Devon and Sheridan, some guys bumped into us. They made a circle, and I'm fighting this guy I thought I was going to lose to, and I beat him. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. And then a month later, the same group comes looking for me. I think I'm going to want to fight against this guy, and I'm looking up at the lights. Everybody's got a plan till you get punched in the face. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, God. That's brilliant. Listen, um, before we get off the topic of the Bears, there's a couple of other subject matters that I'd love your opinion on. First of by all... By the way, good play game by the defense. I've been beating them up a little bit. Good game by the defense. Yeah. Khalil Mack, everybody else. Bobby Quinn, I call him Bob. Uh, Bob Quinn, I may have to go to Robert if he gets a couple more. He got awarded an extra half sack. Yeah, because exactly. Well, I'm trying to figure out how that works. It wasn't really a sack. It was on the line of scrimmage. Uh, the agent I know is happy about this, and so is Robert <laughs> Quinn. He gets an extra half sack. That's right. For me personally, I the affection that I have for David Montgomery is growing with every carry. This guy is like the Terminator. He just keeps going and going and going and going. You feel the same I'm gonna way? I'm going to do right? something that many people don't do in this country anymore. Mm-hmm. No matter if we're talking politics, entertainment, or sports. It looks to me that I might have been wrong about David Montgomery. He has found his legs. He's mm-hmm. breaking tackles. Uh, comes out, ready to go. So I'm giving him an A, period. Yeah. Okay, back. Uh, we'll get back to the squares who never admit any, that they did anything <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but no, well, seriously, I, I, I give him all the credit in the world. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and, I, and I also said this, though. The over-under in Allen, how many catches did Allen Robinson have this past week? I think it was two catches 
on four or five targets. Yeah. I said he'd have the over under on him was 92. He had 102 catches with Mitch, mm-hmm. but Mitch can't read a defense. In the meantime, he won't come close to 92 catches if this keeps up. And I yeah. said he'd be double teamed. Mm-hmm. Somebody else has to step up. And here's another thing Justin Fields is not used to throwing to receivers that couldn't have made Ohio State. I'm not talking about Allen, mm-hmm. I'm talking about Darnell Mooney. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great player, I think. But he's not what Justin Fields used to see. Right. Guys open by 20 yards, you know. <laughs> Darnell Mooney's great. Went to Tulane. <clears throat> Maybe he got looked at by Ohio State. Who knows? Maybe I am wrong about this. But I've always said a college quarterback, one of the tough things about playing for Ohio State is they were the number one team or, the, or a top four team. You're going to uh, a 23rd, 24th, 25th best pro team, and that makes a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence is throwing to a worse team than he threw to in college. Oh, my goodness. That's an automatic. Yes. Well, and, and you put up uh, – let me put up that graphic one more time. I worked so hard on this graphic. So yeah, I'm getting it again. But all, Trevor Lawrence, 0-2. Zach Wilson, 0-2. Again, we can't count Trey Lance. Right. But but the fact that the 49ers are 2-0 and and have been playing their veteran, I think that's an in- interesting point. Mac Jones, I believe their record is 1-1. One one. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that these young quarterbacks – are, are not winning yet. Uh, it's early. Of course it's early. It, it, that could all change by the middle of the season. But well, I Matt Jones is winning. I You know what I mean? He's yes. winning. Yes, he is. But he's his play is not spectacular. I mean, you look at those numbers, 467 yards passing in two games, one touchdown, no interceptions, no yards rushing. It, it's nothing to write home about. But I believe in Mac Jones. Trust me, I had him ranked as my number three overall quarterback. So I, I I think he's going to be a great NFL well, quarterback. He's got Josh McDaniel too, which yeah. makes a big deal. A Josh McDaniel is a better play caller than than Matt Nagy. I think that's mm-hmm. been proven. I mean, we even saw Dalton's passes short, short, short. They, they did their out the football. I think with Fields, the mm-hmm. thing about Fields is he'll be able to escape more. Although I was surprised by Dalton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. his ability to get out of the way of people and stuff like this. Uh, I, I'm more encouraged because the defense played better. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm more encouraged because the defense showed up. I, I think you. that's important. We said last week on the bar room, turnovers. If we get if we don't get turnovers, we're not going to win. Mm-hmm. So so I think uh, yep. that we got turnovers. If we don't get any turnovers this week, it's going to be tough. But I'm with you on this. Now, I know you worked hard on this, but I tried to explain to you before as you were showing it for the 15th time that, quite frankly, wait a minute, so quite frankly, <laughs> I did bring up from those stats, will someday we pound fields mm-hmm. and pace mm-hmm. and Nagy for passing on Jones yeah. and moving up? I don't know how you can't if Jones keeps winning yeah, and all, even even the other four quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a New York Jet fan mm-hmm. and you're seeing what Matt Jones is doing mm-hmm. in your own division, and you just put up with Brady, you know, for 20 years, and now you got this guy yeah. kicking your ass. It's... Well, there's one common denominator. Uh-huh. Bill Belichick's vindicated a little bit here. Yeah. He still well, kicks, let he still me kicks ass. Let me bring Without this. Brady, he kicked ass, and he, and Josh McDaniel to me. 
Mm-hmm. If you ask me, who do you want to coach you? I don't mm-hmm. care. It just or who do you want as an offensive coordinator? Nagy, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who is that's right. Laser sometimes, mm-hmm. or Josh McDaniel. Come on, let's go, Josh McDaniel. Yeah, he's got Nagy's too stubborn. Right. Well, this morning, all of a sudden, you brought up the name uh, Belichick. Tom Brady's father was on a podcast, and he laid into Bill Belichick, saying that he was being treated like a kid, which is why Tom went out of there, and Tom wanted to prove to Belichick that he should not be treated like a child, and that which is why he went out and threw 50-plus touchdowns last year, won a Super Bowl. He wanted to stick it to Belichick because after 20 years of playing for Bill Belichick, he, f- he figured, hey, it's about time you start treating me as an equal because I've done good for you. But he, uh, Belichick still kept that kind of hierarchy. You're one of the players and stuff. What do you say about that little bit of news? That's great. I mean, that's stuff that was discussed at the dinner table. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I will say this. I will say this. I think Brady, I want to know how he was disrespected, number one. Okay, maybe there is a hierarchy there that's been successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Bledsoe, before he got hurt, that was going to be the hierarchy he had the answer to. Uh, but, yeah, Brady gave up money. Brady gave up lack of respect but at the end of the day i think he saw gronk leave mm-hmm. i think he saw writing on the wall that's not going to be what it was i think they he got tired of the, the deal like you said and uh i see a different guy i see him i love him on social media mm-hmm. i love him hey i'm tom brady yeah we know he's clowning around yes yes Somebody was booing him. He goes, come on, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm Tom Brady. That's what he said in the commercial the other day. He does a Subway commercial, right? <laughs> That's brilliant. He's sniffing the bread. He doesn't even eat bread. <laughs> That's how great this guy is. <laughs> I said, hey, I put the, wait a minute. I put the, wait a minute. I put the TV on pause. I go, B, come here. I want to show you some genius a genius commercial. So I, I spin it. I go, watch what Brady says about the bread. Mm, this is so good if I eat bread. What? Genius. I'm Tom Brady. That's it. That's like Even I- the thought of him eating bread <laughs> makes you want to eat bread. That's what happened with Tampa Bay. We can't win. We can't. I'm. We sniffed the playoffs. Maybe here comes Tom Brady. We're eating. We're eating. We're eating bread. Oh, that's brilliant. Just a phenomenal. Here, and this is for my buddy Carmen DeFalco. Last week, and we're gonna have fun on the odds couple Fridays the podcast until these pesky White Sox get out of the way mm-hmm. after the World Series. Okay, Saturday morning, we're on. Uh-huh. Okay. But Carmen says this last week, and we have some great, and Carmen's the best. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. I'm on Absolutely. with your own Carmen, 1140, the best mm-hmm. class. He does those bourbon things. On, I, I, I almost fall off the wagon every week. He does a good job. <laughs> he wins the, yeah. That's really I'm good. I'm like this. I'm like this. <laughs> then I put it down. Uh, 
I hear you, man. <laughs> Watch those videos. It's got a, lic- a little licorice in it with some strawberry <laughs> and some uh, uh, some marshmallows, and it also has a little uh, tangeray in it. I'm like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I think Carmen was drinking last week when he said this to me, because as you know, Tom Brady would never last in the in the sixties, seventies. 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. Never. He would have been killed by now because the rules were different. In the 60s and 70s, he would have played till 34, 35. Mm-hmm. Now, what does GIF mean? I've never known that. It's one of those uh, video gifs. It's it's a GIF. So he wants me to get the one where you're going like this. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. do that to you. There's That's no so way I'm going to do that to you. Wait, wait, okay. No, never mind. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's a bottle. You're a sicko. Anyway. <laughs> so anyway. That's so funny. I'll be like Jake Lamada. I lost my train of thought. No. So Carmen says this to me. <laughs> Look at you. You're losing it again. It's gone, man. Oh, that is good, though. Good catch. Uh, I got to ask you. Carmen says to me, well, Mahomes is the cat's meow or something. You know, he's the best mm-hmm. quarterback. And 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 Brady said, uh, and, wait, I go, whoa, 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 whoa. What about Brady? He goes, well, yeah, best all time. Yeah. Best all time. I go, wait a minute. Mahomes lost to Brady last year. Yeah, but Mahomes, wait, Mahomes had 19 interceptions dropped. So you have a stat for that, the most of anybody. Mm-hmm. And I said, with the rules the way they are, who knows? Brady threw five touchdowns last week, and Mahomes <laughs> lost. I'm sorry, he's still the best quarterback in football until further notice. What's wrong with everybody? It's hard to argue with your point there. Uh, truly, truly, it really, yeah. really is. Um, I had to get off the subject. Yeah, you did a good job. You did a very good job. All right. Really. Um, this is another subject that I've been dying to hear your point of view on. Taunting. <laughs> Just oh, my God. I said more in a touch football game. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe they're getting penalized. I mean, here's the deal, folks. People go, the man knows music. The man, the man knows drinking, doesn't know how to do it. All I'm going to tell you is this. The bottom line is, what were we talking about again? <laughs> what were we talking about again? Did you, re- about do you even remember now? Taunting, I think. It what? Taunting. Oh, taunting. Like... <laughs> I said more just then. What are we talking about then? Taunting. That's not. That's a bad rule. Last year, two hundred. I mean, uh, the most penal- penalties called were under two hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This year, mm-hmm. are they called? No, not two hundred yards. They called under two hundred penalties last year. Okay. The most in one week was one ninety-eight. They're two twenty right now. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You, you say, hey, 
How'd you like that? And then the next thing you know, you're you're losing 15 yards. Mm -hmm. They got to get. Why does the NFL every year have one rule that pisses everybody off until we get rid of it? Yeah, you know. Do you think that's a calculated plan? Let's let's do some a couple of stupid rules so that people will be talking about us every week and we give them something to talk about. No. <laughs> so like I just know. don't understand. I, I never thought it was all that bad. No, the talk and, and, and the explanation by the NFL is we don't want to brawl. Wait a minute. How many brawls have there been in the NFL over the last 10, 15, 20 years? Two or they don't three? want to fight. They yeah. don't want to wait. When was the last time there was a blowout of a fight? That's yeah. all garbage. That's right. all BS. These guys don't respect each other, but that's gamesmanship sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. The same media, I'm not going to blame the media for this, but in baseball, you can flip the bat in the air 25 times and, mm-hmm. and talk to a guy like this as you're rounding the bases, and everybody wants to be cool. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But you can't go, hey, man, you thought you had me? And then all of a sudden there's a penalty? Come on, man. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Yeah, it, it it's not only bad, it's really uh, destroying the flow of games. And you can't have that. Oh, it's terrible, Alan. You and I love, listen, you and I, you're talking to a guy that watches 22 hours of football on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I hear you. I'd like to be able to say I watch 20. But with all the penalties that are going on, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a bunch of crap. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I know what Kooky said, but there's not that much. It's just nonsense. It's not if there's a oh, if there's a blatant maybe one mm-hmm. where the guy bumps them or something. That's what they do. Right. They right. go back to their huddles for the most part. By the way, before we forget, okay, you know my favorite term, squares. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of squares out there. And these squares have permeated where they honestly want me to sit down for at least 30 seconds and watch Peyton and Eli Manning. <laughs> yeah, Can I tell you something? I went and watched a clip. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, folks, I understand how old I am. But I lived and watched. Just, I'll just name you some people in their prime. Rodney Dangerfield, Don Rickles, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I listened to Lenny Bruce, Red Fox. And all of a sudden now, the entertainment vehicle of America is Peyton and Eli Manning. Eli Manning's one of the most boring people in America. They don't do nothing for me. And I watched that stupid video where Peyton puts the helmet on. My Uncle Joe did that when we were 11 in the front room. Put a bear helmet on, yelling signals. I didn't find it funny then. I don't care about it now. So I don't know what your take is on it. But when I got money, serious money on a football game, I don't need to watch the clown show. How do you view it, my friend? This is the, this is them. I'm not going to play any of the audio, but this is them for those people who don't know that on ESPN2 every Monday night, it's Peyton and Eli talking about the game, but they also bring in guests. And so they ignore the game for like five, ten minutes while they're doing interviews and stuff. It's really bizarre. It, which but- sucks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but I will say this. I am happy that they are trying new things. Like, for instance, the the whole idea of why not have Mike North 
do go over on ESPN two and talk during a Chicago Bears game. I mean, half of Chicago would tune into that than the regular announcers on ESPN. So I I think there is some merit with trying out some new ideas, but it's I not do <laughs> especially if I'm involved in it. <laughs> That's right. I always love new ideas when they involve me. <laughs> How about this? The Manning's and me. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually crack a joke once in a while. <laughs> Something funny, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I heard some guy the other day uh, bring up the fact that uh, uh, Tom Brady <laughs> was a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> and then I basically came back on Twitter and said, well, Tom Brady didn't have $20,000 worth of HGH delivered to his home. It was Peyton Manning. <laughs> so it True. depends. Yeah, Don Meredith was great. Sorry, but people don't remember him, but he was great. That team was great. You don't get that but once in a lifetime, though, folks. Um, <laughs> it's tough to do. But, I mean, come on. I mean, these two guys, I mean, it's fine. I mean, I never liked them when he played. I loved Eli more, to yeah. be honest with you, coming out of Ole Miss. Peyton Manning, I have nothing against them. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact you could show a movie off his forehead. Have you seen, wait a minute. Have you seen his Hall of Fame bust? No. Can you, can you, can you, can you, can you bring it up? I just want, I'm just curious. Sure. About let, me, something. let me look uh, at Because it. I thought I saw it and I don't know if it's an unlimited, how do you say it? Just correct. You know what I mean? Uh, a- anatomically correct, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Peyton Manning Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame bust. Hall of Fame. I'll probably say he didn't get in. No, we're talking about the statue here. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I... <laughs> Help me out here. Let me just, can you put it up? Yeah, I'm going to put it I up. I think you just saw it and you can't believe what you just saw. Exactly. Didn't somebody talk to him? Somebody should have warned him. That Come on! He took oh, the thing up. Taking a while to get up. It's like new. You're Take it me. easy. Take it easy. Take it a while to get up. That guy will come back at you. <laughs> uh, they, they really, really. I'm not. I even can't believe we can't get it. It's beautiful. No, I got it. I got it. It's, it's. I do have it. It's somewhere around here. Where the hell are is you? The it? guy? Are you Sully? Are we gonna land in the? Are we gonna land in the Hudson River on this? Are we gonna? Are we gonna land safely, Sully? Sully, are you there? Brace for compact. That's why you have the heart attack and die before we can't hop. What the hell is that? I saw that. I almost dropped. I go. You gotta be kidding me. Is that the Hulk? Is there something wrong with the guy? Look at that forehead. You you can eat a plate of spaghetti off that forehead. Are you kidding me? That's a lot of mileage. Look, whoever saw I married an axe murderer? Have you ever seen it? That's a big noggin. That's a big noggin on that boy. Look at that. Now tell me the truth, Aldo. Is there something that's not right about that? Huh? Okay, I'm just saying. And he's proud of it. I will, I saw that the other day. I almost fell backwards in my chair. I go, he approved this? I don't think they get a chance to look at it. Because if they did, that's not even making the fifth cut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I got to change the subject here because I, I got to get your thoughts on the White Sox here because I'm, I've been worried now for the last month. 
And I'm getting even more worried because the picture. You could put the Sox logo on Peyton Manning's forehead. The one on the uniform. (laughs) And it would fit. You could put guaranteed right stadium on his forehead. (laughs) Oh, but just please take me take me off the ledge because I'm I'm ready to jump. The White Sox pitching staff is just looking really weak. Now, here are the collection of pitchers that they have available for the playoffs. Giolito, who's so-so. He's he's really not. Oh, no, he's good. He's good. No, he's good. The family's a great family. Giolito. <laughs> Lance Lynn, who I love. I, I, I He's great. Dallas. Uh, I always mispronounce his last name. Kuko. Dallas Keiko. Keiko. Keiko, you He's pitching like a cuckoo. That's the problem. Uh, and Carlos Rodon's arm, I think, is about ready to fall off any second, you know. Now, Dylan Cease is an excellent candidate for a playoff like start, him. right? But he's young, he's inexperienced, and so, man, you'd love to go with the more veteran guys. And then Lopez and Kopik are possibilities in, in, in a crunch but I, I just don't feel like this pitching staff resembles anything that they had the first half of the season. It's just a mess. Well, it's a mess right now, but here's the deal. We, Eldo, you know, he says to me at times, he says, you know, surprise me with something, you know, <laughs> the same old stories. You know, I start dozing off in the chair. I go, okay, but here's what I'm going to tell you in 2005 in the second half of the season, we almost blew that lead. We played like crap. And then we get into the playoffs and we win, go 11 and 1. We have all those complete games Garland, Burley, all these guys. I think it's boredom. I think they're going through the motions right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think today they got a doubleheader, if I'm not mistaken. They're supposed to be clinching. Yeah. Right. Saw my boy Nelly Fox. The clinching number is two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried about it. But. They're not going to – I don't think they're going to the World Series. I don't think they're good enough. But I I think they can make the playoffs. I think – you know, I didn't think the rebuild was going to work. Mm-hmm. But then I changed my tune, as you know. And everybody else – has everybody else forgotten that Tony La Russa was going to suck as their manager? He's <laughs> kept them afloat. They had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercedes helped us early. It's been all hands on deck. Uh, but once the playoffs start, surprise us. I don't have them winning or going to the World Series, but once you got to get to the playoffs to have a chance. So I give them all the credit in the world. Detroit right now in the second half has the better record. There's no doubt they'll be better next year, but the White Sox should rule this division. And I don't want to sound like a cup fan after 2016, but they should rule this division for the next three or four years. I hear you. By the way. Kyle Schwarber, nobody brought him up because he wasn't traded at the end. Hit two homers last night. Watched the game. I miss him more than the other three because he he overcame. Yep. These guys were all are all talented. Bryant and all them. Mm -hmm. He overachieved. These guys were good, but he's not a two hundred fifty million dollar player. But look at his numbers with compared to the other guys. I totally man. agree. I he hit some bombs yesterday, man. I think they're still in flight. Mr. Inglewood wants your opinion on on Jose Abreu being hit on inside pitches in nearly every game. Man, I saw that guy from Tampa Bay drilled yesterday because he took a card that was from the other team, Toronto, all their strategy. Right. Um so and they drilled him. Mm-hmm. Rizzo and Abreu have no issues getting hit. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, they bat inside. Mm -hmm. They understand that they're taking up a lot of the plate that used to be a no-no back in the early days. Right. So if they're allowed to wear armor. I mean, <laughs> I watched Acuna before he got hurt this year. Uh -huh. It took five minutes for him to take everything off. <laughs> five minutes. Shin guards. This. Elbow. <laughs> bicep. Thing on helmet. I mean, everything. He's ripping off armor everywhere. So when these guys get hit, it's not like it's not like when Mays got hit. Yeah. I mean, Ernie Banks won the MVP, never wore a helmet. They didn't even wear helmets in the 50s. That's right. So there was sort of a respect there. If you beat me in the head, mm -hmm. you're going down. So uh Chubbs is I, I just think I, I, I just think that. You know, when it comes to Abreu, he'll be okay. Abreu is pretty damn cool. The guy was lived in Cuba, was under rule. You know, yeah. I think he can handle it. Yeah, I, I just don't want him to get hurt. I don't want him to get injured permanently. That's for damn sure. I totally, totally agree with you. And it is time now to make some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part of the show where Mike looks into his crystal ball and comes up with a couple of picks. Maybe NFL, maybe basketball, maybe not basketball, but uh, later it will be basketball, baseball. Whatever he comes up with is usually a winner. He was one and one last week. What are we going to do this week, Mike? We're going to just do one game, folks. Okay. It's going to be Atlanta plus uh, the three. They're, they're just they look they've looked horrible lately, but they're playing the New York Giants at home. Uh, and take the over, whatever it is, 46, 47. Okay. Take the over in that football game. So Atlanta Falcons are uh, under a new coach. Mm -hmm. Still not looking all that good. Mm -hmm. um, the Giants under Joe Judge, they look decent. Oh, mm -hmm. by the way, before I finish this, I want to just give kudos to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Holy Christ. Man, oh, man. Holy Christ. <laughs> what a runner. What a, and he hit some big passes. I won that game. I didn't give it out, but I won that game. Good for you. What an impressive uh, display to beat a good quarterback and team, too. So, mm -hmm. basically, I like uh, Atlanta Falcons and the over, Aldo, in that game. Excellent. And I just want to let people know that tonight's uh, Titans-Bills game, Buffalo is minus three and a half. Is it tonight? That's uh, Thursday night is game. It, is, it, is it Carolina and Houston? Who's playing tonight? I thought it was Titans and Bills. Did, did I get that wrong? Let me see. Uh, Check it out just in case. Yeah, Maybe I'm wrong. I make mistakes quite often. Thursday night football tonight. It's the Panthers at Texans. I got the wrong game. Darn it. <laughs> Jeepers. And then they wonder, how have you lasted three decades? <laughs> That's right. You got it. You got to help your guy out once in a while, just like he helps me out. You know how many times this guy saved me? Over the By the way, I want to do something, too. Sure. I want to give credit to uh, all the podcasters out there. Okay. okay. Yeah. I do because you know what? They've helped. I mean, I don't know if it's the state of radio, not only in this town, but nationally. Mm -hmm. But uh, podcasts have become more relevant. There's a lot of great bear, bear podcasts out there. Check them all out. I do. But there's nothing better than the bar room with Aldo and, and with uh, Dan and with, uh, you know, Johnny Buffone, uh, Peggy mm -hmm. Kaczynski, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all the people. Just check out everybody at the bar room, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, the Parisis. I, I tuned. I, I, I turned on the Parisis thing on Twitter the other day. As soon as I saw him, I put my hands up, you know, basically. Uh, I love them. I love Jamal. 
<laughs> by the way, I have a lot of action in my life. I sit at home and listen to Bears Barroom. By the way, they want you to appear on their Thursday afternoon show called Crosstown Crosstalk. So if you can, uh, the Parisi brothers, they want to talk. I wasn't. Talk no, they didn't ask. Me. There's an old saying. They didn't ask me. They told me. <laughs> Tom Dreesen. <laughs> can I right. tell you a Tom Dreesen story? Oh, he's great, man. Tell me, please. Yeah. Okay. Tom Dreesen, <laughs> who's one of the all-time greats. Great guy, Harvey, the whole ball wax, Illinois. He toured with Sinatra. Mm-hmm. So I'm with mm-hmm. Tom Dreesen one night. And I ended up drinking with Sinatra eventually, which was, I just I could like the Pope. I'm like shaking. <laughs> I better watch it with the hand signals today. Um, but <laughs> Dreesen, uh, every night Sinatra said, come on, we're going to go have a few drinks. Well, mm-hmm. it'd be three, four in the morning. So over the course of the tour, Dreesen's exhausted. Mm-hmm. So he tells the bell. He tells the bellboy at the hotel, "If Frank Sinatra's looking at me, here's a twenty. Don't tell him where I'm at. Tell him you can't find me. Okay." Five minutes later, Dreesen opens the door. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Mr. Sinatra wants you downstairs." I told him you were here. He goes, "I told you. I gave you twenty bucks." He goes, "Sinatra gave me a <laughs> hundred." That's perfect. Ta-da! Great story. I mean, you hear some of the stories uh, about about uh, Sinatra, and Rickles tells a great story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, him, Dreesen, and Rickles, and and the crew are in a bar, mm-hmm. and it's raining, and Sinatra's had a few too many Jack Daniels, right? But he could go all night because I've seen him, and it's lightning out. <laughs> And Sinatra goes, hey, Don, do me a favor. Grab me, grab the waitress for another drink and get rid of the photographers outside, will you? <laughs> he didn't know it was lightning. He thought they were flashbulbs. <laughs> so, oh, that one didn't go as good as the other one. <laughs> yeah, the other one was a little better. Oh, Mike wants I to know, uh, excuse me, Mark wants to know, uh, you knew Sinatra? Yeah, 90s. Uh, went to a uh, show of his in 92, 93. Well, I'm 69 years old. The whole thing. Absolutely. I went to, uh, I, I, Are I, you there? I had drinks with him. I had drinks with him at the Forum Lounge. Okay. Uh, I went to see him at the Desert Inn. Um, Tom Bonani, all those guys, Johnny O. I love you. I miss you all. Sinatra's manager. They hooked us up. Next thing you know, I'm at a Keely Smith's performing, who used to, be married to Louis Prima. Right, right. Yeah, there was a lot of relics in the room that night. And I'm saying, <laughs> I was a young guy. I was in my 40s. Outstanding. 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 All right. It is time for us to pull the plug on this episode of the Mike North Advantage. Mike, uh, any final words for your fans? Well, all I'm going to say is go Bears, go Atlanta plus three, and get the over. That's what we're about. And we're about having some laughs, which we had a ton of today. Way to go, Eld. Way to go. Take care now. And uh, just a uh, quick programming note, Crosstown Crosstalk later this afternoon. And Danny Shimon reviews uh, Bears tape later tonight. Take care, everybody.